Man Up, brought to you by Construction Professionals, a program dedicated to inspiring and helping men live lives of heroic virtue. Join Joe Stopulis and Father Zach Kowski every Monday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. And now, it's time to man up. Another year goes by, more leaves, more smoke. Welcome to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. We are broadcasting from the Mercy Live Up Studios. Heard on 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, and 94.5 FM. Around the globe, streaming online at iowacatholicradio.com and on the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Also, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and like our page on Facebook. I am Joe Stopulis, along with Father Zach Kautsky. Today, we will be joined by our first ever Super Bowl champion and NFL Pro Bowler, Matt Burke. And we will be discussing his book and the concept of all pro wisdom. Father Zach, good to be with you. Can we uh, please join us in prayer and lead us Absolutely. to start our show? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. St. Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians... Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? So run in such a way as to get the prize. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to have Matt Burke on today to speak about his faith and the way it's impacted his NFL career. We pray that we will continue as men to be strong for you and that we will continue to be disciplined and bring about uh, your kingdom through our actions, that those who meet us would encounter Christ. And we ask this in your holy name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So I had the opportunity to hear him speak, hear Matt Burke speak at an Iowans for Life event about a month ago. and went up to him afterwards, and we'll maybe talk about that in the second segment, uh, and said he'd be perfect for the show. And I bought one of his books, and his book is... Again, perfect for this show. And so the next uh, segment when we have him on, we're, we're going to dive deep in some of the, the truths that he's trying to uncover and some of the, and, uh, some of the parallels he's drawing between football and, and this real life and, and living uh, as a Christian. So I wanted to take a minute here and give you the outline of his book. It's called All Pro Wisdom, Seven Choices That Lead to Greatness. In the book, he and the, uh, the guy he writes it with, basically bring out the uh, the wisdom of a handful of NFL Pro Bowlers. So Jason Witten, Aaron Rodgers, Adrian Peterson, uh, Coach Harbaugh, John Harbaugh, uh, and a hand, Troy Palomalo, and a handful of others, uh, and go through how what they've learned from sports and what they what how they use it in real life. So the, the first chapter is, and how it's set up, I think it will, will kind of give you an idea of how the book works. Uh, First off is, who are you? Understanding your identity. Choose to understand your identity. Number two, what is your purpose? Choose to discover your mission. Number three, what kind of person do you want to be? Choose to discover to develop your character. Four, where are you going? Choose to clarify your goals. Five, where can you find strength greater than yourself? Choose to connect with power. Six, who can give you guidance? Choose to seek wise counsel. And seven, how are you improving today? Choose to commit yourself to continued growth. So that's kind of the the outline of how he uh, starts the book and how how the how it goes through. And again, it's, it's a fairly quick read, but it's a really great, insightful book with a lot of uh, a lot of advice from really wise people who have been through a lot and been at the top of their profession on how they can balance uh, the success in the NFL 
uh, alongside with success in the world and, and trying to be uh, disciples of God. So it's a really great book, and we're going to obviously encourage everyone to, That's to a read it. It's a practical book. It's a very practical book. Uh, a lot of good pictures, too, Father. For people like me, a lot of pictures. I think that's really important for yeah, you. For, for me. I mean, <laughs> we have people coming on talking about Chesterton and Merton. About time we got a picture, book, a picture book in the air. So uh, we're going to head to a short break, and when we return, we will have Super Bowl champion Matt Burke to be with us. So stick around, and we will be right back. Thank you, construction professionals, for underwriting our show, Man Up. Construction professionals have been long supporters of Iowa Catholic Radio, and we've seen their work firsthand. It's very impressive. They do remodeling or new construction that is innovative, functional, and designing what you want. cpcustomhomes.com. Welcome back to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. We are broadcasting from the Mercy Live Up Studios. Heard on 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, and 94.5 FM. Streaming online at iowacatholicradio.com and on the Iowa Catholic Radio app. I am Joe Stopulis along with Father Zakowski, and today we are joined by Matt Burke. Matt Burke is a former NFL center. He was drafted by the Minnesota Vikings in the sixth round of the 1998 NFL Draft and later played for the Baltimore Ravens. He played college football at Harvard. Burke is a two-time All-Pro, six-time Pro Bowl selection, and a Super Bowl champion. He was awarded the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award in 2011. Matt, welcome to the show. Thanks, and Father, I think he just eulogized me. So. Oh, yeah. We're going we're gonna to miss him. We're going to miss him. He what was a great, great. Guy. He was really good. <laughs> Uh, so hey, thank you again for 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 jumping on the show today. Uh, I My had the, I had the pleasure of being uh, at the Islands for Life dinner when you spoke last month, and obviously, as has happened with a few of our guests in the show, I basically just come up and bombard you people uh, and tell you that we'd really love to have you on the show. Uh, but first off, I think I texted you this afterwards. It was an awesome talk. So you did a really great job, and I I heard awesome feedback from lots of people. Uh, one of the things that I that stuck around with me, and I heard it from multiple people, was that you had a line, it's a pro-life dinner, so we're talking about the pro-life cause, that you said, I believe the proof that we are on the right side of the issue is that we so often hear from former abortion workers and advocates who have come to a change of heart and joined the pro-life cause, yet I've never heard of anyone who has left our side and joined theirs. So anyway, that's not the point of this talk, but that was awesome. Uh, so you did a, that was a line that I heard from lots and lots of people, so thank you for delivering that. Well, that's, that's nice to hear. Um, yeah, you know, you have to... Uh you have to express your viewpoint in, in many ways, you know, spiritually or just using common sense or, or whatever. And yes, you did bombard me. And the only reason I, I said yes to you is because you kind of frightened me the way you approached <laughs> you know, So I was like, ah, yes, whatever you need. I'm very intimidating. Don't, don't He's me. a physically daunting person. Specimen. <laughs> but he's, you know. A meek at heart. He's a teddy bear. <laughs> teddy bear. Um, you spoke at the Iowans for Life dinner and gave a great um, inspiring talk. And... You were really, to give some background, I think many of our listeners would know this, you were kind of thrust into the, the spotlight after uh, the Super Bowl. You, you, the team was invited to go to the White House. And can you talk a little bit about your decision not to go to the White House to meet the, the president at the time? Sure. I mean, the short version is my wife and I have been involved in the pro-life movement for, for a while. And... Uh, when I got the invitation to attend the White House, which I knew was was coming um, at some point, or I assumed it was, uh, a few days before it arrived in the mail, uh, President Obama 
uh, was the first standing president to address Planned Parenthood. And at the end of his speech, he said, God bless Planned Parenthood. And, you know, to me, that kind of crosses the line of um, political differences. And it, it's really just a, uh, a an asinine thing to, to say. It, it's, it's 100% false. Um, so when the invitation arrived, you know, I just thought, hey, it's just something I don't really really feel like I, I, I want to be at. Um, I wasn't trying to make some big public display. I just I just checked the box no and sent the invitation back. And then when I wasn't there, um, some some media members reached out to me and wanted to know why and kind of pressed me a little bit. So I, I just I told them the truth. Um, it's really hard to run and hide from anybody in today's uh, today's society and today's world, just the way everyone's accessible. And uh, yeah, kind of uh, kind of became became news that, that I didn't attend because of my because of my pro life beliefs. You know, I actually remember when the president made that exact comment. And I I, was, I could not believe those words came out of his mouth. God bless uh, Planned Parenthood. Yeah, it seemed awfully backwards. But well, you know, congrats, thank you for for obviously. Uh, standing up, and you didn't realize exactly what was going to be happening, uh, being thrust into the spotlight for like that. But uh, that is our blessing, because now you're speaking at all sorts of great things and, and standing up for the pro-life cause across the country. So, we want the the purpose of this, or the kind of the working title of our talk today, uh, is all pro wisdom. Is the is the title of your book, and I, I just actually finished it this morning, uh, and it's a really we talked about it in the first segment and kind of gave the outline of the book. Uh, how did whose idea was it? It's, a, it's an awesome book. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, I, I, you know, was, uh, actually lived uh, moved into a house, lived next door to a, to a guy, a, a strong Catholic gentleman, about uh, twenty years my senior, and just he became very uh, became a mentor of mine, very instrumental in in my life, and just as far as helping me develop uh, spiritually and and. Um, He's a f- former athlete himself. Uh, his name's Rich Chapman, and uh, actually, he's from Iowa. So there he is, from Clear Lake, Iowa. We like him. I like. I knew I liked him. Lake. I knew yeah. I liked yeah. him. I mean, you knew. You knew there was greatness inside of him. Um, <laughs> and you know, we just kind of kicked this idea around and kind of using, you know, using sports for for, for something bigger. And uh, didn't know we were going to win the Super Bowl that year, but uh, had this idea for a book and helped you know reaching out to some high-profile guys in the NFL to. To help us be the messengers and just to kind of pose some pretty fundamental questions to people and you know we wrote it we were thinking more so for like the high school or college person who's you know has to start making some choices has to start really figuring out who they are and 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 why they're here and you know the the book isn't overtly spiritual by design but uh you know all those questions uh do lend themselves to a a, a, a spiritual journey or, or examination, if you will, if uh, if people are um, if people are see themselves as as people of faith or, or want to further their walk, and so you know it's it's a it was a God thing. Just move next door to this to this great guy, and and, and we hit it off, and uh, and uh, you know after I guess five or six years living next door to each other, we came up with a book. Yeah, well, and I think it's uh, it's something that Father Zach and I have talked a lot. I I think it'd be awesome to give that book a lot to to especially young young men who are uh, who are athlete, who are in athletics and show them that you know athletics is not the purpose of life. You talk so often in the book about how athletics you use your athletics and a lot of the other guys uh, that you interviewed. Uh, used athletics to help further their purpose in life and their purpose in life was either helping family or community or what actually whatever, whatever drove them uh, and there's a lot of uh, a lot of great takeaways and I, I kind of want to pull out a few quotes and have you speak to them but uh, on, on your chapter on purpose you said be intentional not accidental 
Can you talk to that? Yeah, I think it's kind of like, you know, figuring out um, or thinking about what is your what is your purpose for being here? You know, don't just don't just exist and kind of react to things and, and, and go with the flow. But if you think about, you know, what actually is my purpose for being here? What do I want to do? What do I want to accomplish or what what should I be striving for? Um, then, you know, kind of kind of once you figure out what you're what you're living for, um, then I think you, know, you can you can make the choices to construct your path to to get to or be who who, who you want to be. And, um, you know, that, that, that's a big question that people, people wrestle their, their whole lives with. But for, for Catholics, you know, that's, that's an easy answer. You know, our, our, our faith tells us that our purpose for being here is to know, to love, and to serve God. And if, if you know that and you believe that and that's in your heart, then, you know, you can, you can figure out what you're supposed to do. Um, you, can, you can build a life and, and, and put people around you with, and, and things with certain constructs that can it can help you accomplish that purpose to know, to love, and and to serve God. And um, you know, again, that's that, that's that's part of the beauty of uh, of being a Catholic and 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 having our faith is that it uh, it gives us it gives us our purpose and our direction in life. You're listening to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. Our t- our guest today is Super Bowl champion Matt Burke. That sounds good. That sounds, sounds real very good. good anyway. Yeah, and Catholic Matt Burke. And uh, there's a, a great quote in that chapter, Matt, about uh, from Marv Levy. He says, this is not a must-win game. World War II was a must-win, <laughs> which is hilarious. I love that quote. It's one, of the, it's one of the best, one of the best ever. But I think you yeah. put that, that really puts in context. You talk so often about how uh, football is not the end game. Football is just something. It's a, it's our job. It's a job that uh, you're happy to do, and so many of the other uh, you know pro bowlers you're interviewing realize that. And obviously, uh, Marv Levy, Marv Levy realized that as well. Yeah, it's it's you said it's just a job, and 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 to take that one step further to add to that, it's it's not our identity. You know, it's not it's not it's not who we are. Um, and that's I think that's the that's the biggest trap for athletes at any level, mm-hmm. high school, college, professional, is that you start to see yourself as an athlete and and that becomes that becomes who you are when 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 you look that's who you see when you look in the mirror and that's dangerous because um athletics can be taken from you at any time Mm -hmm. and so you really can't tie your identity identity to something that's that's temporary something that can be taken away from you um and that's why you know that's why you see so many professional athletes or celebrities or even even people in your community who seem like you know they have they have a tremendous amount of worldly success. You know, they have money, they have fame, they have they have, they have whatever, and yet you see them. So many people that have all those things that have worldly success, um, you, you end up seeing that there's a tremendous amount of, of pain or dissatisfaction in their lives. They, a lot of them, a lot of them, but a lot, some of them have uh, broken marriages or broken relationships with their kids or. Uh, alcohol or drug abuse or those types of things. You know, those aren't the things that, that that bring you happiness. And I think that that's sort of that's what happens is once you once you accomplish all of your quote your dreams, all the things that the world says you should strive for, and you still have this this huge hole in your heart. Um, that's that's when it really hurts. Um, so yeah, it's a. Uh, I'm, I, I know sports it has a tremendous uh, status. Uh, we, we we put athletes on on such a platform and. It's a lot of fun, and I think sports can be a great thing. I think sports brings people together like like nothing else, and and for participants in sports, 
um, I, I think it's a tremendous spiritual journey because athletics is hard. You put so much into it. Some, you, you know, you win, you lose, you succeed, you fail. There's there's all these great things about it, these great teachable moments. Um, but uh, but we definitely have to keep it in the in the right perspective, and that there there really is no such thing as a must win game. I think that's a really important point, and and I think one of the points you've made in the book is really that our our value as men and women is from our identity as a son or son or daughter of God, not Absolutely. for what, you know, not, our value doesn't come from what we do. But I think as yeah. men, like, you know, we want to do, 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 and we want to somehow earn our value. And there's a, there's a quote in there that you have that says a life of remarkable character is to be preferred over a life of remarkable achievement. And I think that's uh, especially poignant coming from a guy who's won a Super Bowl. Well, I, I, I believe that. I mean, some of the most incredible people, you know, my, my heroes are, are people that, you know, I don't know, I guess that they wouldn't have, quote, worldly success. But, I mean, I met, I met some of them uh, when I was down in, in Altoona for the Iowans for life dinner. You know, I mean, I mean, those are the people. I, to me, this, this concept of greatness, it's not how much money you have or how big your house is or anything like that. It's just, it's just it's being who God calls us to be. And, uh you're right, Father. Again, we know we know from our Catholic faith that we're all children of God, and 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 you know we're we're called to be that, and and we're called to know, to love, and to serve Him. And 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 if you do that, um, then you're living a great life, uh, the greatest life. Um, and that's what uh, again that that's not what you're going to hear from from society or or culture. But 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 that's what we have to that's what we have to keep in mind. So. With that in mind, how did you, as an NFL player whose job mostly revolved around Sundays, make that a priority? Well, I wasn't always a Catholic in good standing, um, but uh, <laughs> no, I was. I was. It, 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 it took me a while to come around. Um, and actually, it was, it was it was it was through my marriage. Uh, I, I joke, but when I got married, I had a drug problem. My wife drugged me to church, and. <laughs> and uh, and, and it, it, was, it was the perfect time in my life, you know. <laughs> Obviously, it wasn't a coincidence, but I had, I, I did, I had accomplished everything, you know. I was, I was playing in my hometown. I was starting. I had a huge contract. I had all this stuff, and yet there was, I, I, I don't. I, maybe I was a little bit happy, but I definitely didn't have that joy, and, and and that's because I didn't have much of a of an interior life, and so, um, I learned it the kind of learned it the the hard way, if you if you will, but. Uh, Three of the four coaches I played for were Catholic. We had Catholic mass in the hotel either Saturday night or Sunday morning of games. And uh, you know, it's when your when your boss is going to be at mass, and you know, there's only there's there, there, and it's not a huge mass. You know, there's only ten or twelve people there. Um, it's it's it, it, it's not hard to go, but uh, but no, I was I was definitely fortunate to to have that and you know those coaches and like I told you, my neighbor Rich and just God placed all these wonderful older. Catholic men in my life that, you know, as I'm in my 20s and 30s, I'm looking at these guys saying, you know, when I'm in my 50s and 60s, I want to, I want to be like him. He's got what I want. What, what, what is it? What is it about him? And so often when I when I peeled back the onion, I saw that um, it, it, it was because their Catholic faith was important to them. Now we don't see on TV the prayers going on necessarily in the locker room, but can you talk a little bit about maybe the environment, the atmosphere before a game? during the game, after the game, I've heard a lot you know, of prayer goes on. Yeah, it's, it's, it, people are surprised, but the locker room is a very spiritual place, uh, especially in the NFL, because 
the NFL is it's such a roller coaster and, and so much of it just, you know, isn't real. And, 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 and you kind of know that, right? But I mean, football in the NFL, every time you step on the field, you know, there's an element of danger. So I think most guys, whether they, whether they realize it or not, are, 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 are saying a prayer, saying a prayer for God to keep them safe. Um, there's so much struggle. Like again, you know, you have these unbelievable highs and then these super low lows. Um, it's not like you know, it's not like you ever come home from from a game on Sunday afternoon or Sunday night and walk in the house and your wife says, "Well, how was work today?" Man, it was all right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's either it's either really awesome or, or, or really horrible because you lose. Um, so I, you know, I, I think guys, when you're when you're in that environment and, and in that pressure cooker, you know, they're, they're kind of looking to grasp something that's that's stable. They're looking for an anchor, you know, so, something that they can latch onto and. There's so many great Christian men in the NFL. Um, I mean, so many guys have, have have Bibles in their lockers. Every team I played for had a team chaplain. I told you three of the four coaches, head coaches I played for were Catholics. We had Catholic masters. There's players, Bible studies and fellowships on on Mondays and couple studies on Thursday nights and Saturday nights. Just play. So there's, there's just all these opportunities. Um, I mean, basically, I don't know of any other workplace that exists where, where you're actually like encouraged and there's a bunch of resources there for you at your work to 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 deepen your faith, um, where, where, where you can talk about it openly 100 percent. And there is like zero. It's so it's so prevalent that there's like zero stigma for to, to, to have you know those types of conversations in the locker room. They just those conversations flow just like. Just like just like conversations about any other topic, and you you even mentioned that after the games you guys would pray together too, which I think again the cameras conveniently turn that off and miss that as well. Uh, the last chapter yeah. you you guys you touch on uh, a lot about game film, and you make a lot of great correlations between the game film you guys had to watch on Monday, and usually it was the bad stuff. You're talking about the the blocks you missed, the, the tackles you missed, whatever it was that the, the players. You're usually di- diagnosing the bad things, and how we as individuals, you know, us lay people out there in the world who are not just playing in the NFL, need to be doing the same thing. We need to be looking at our last week. How are we good husbands? How are we good wives? How are we good sons? Uh, and where do we fall short? And I thought that was a great uh, a great analogy for what we need to be doing. Yeah, I, I don't think it's about, you know, we can all get defensive. Nobody likes to have it pointed out to them where they've, where they've failed, especially if it's, if it's in front of your peers or, mm-hmm. or other people. I mean, even sometimes my wife will... She'll give me a little coaching point, and you know, I'll, I'll say, you know, what do you mean? You know, I just bought you flowers two weeks ago for crying out loud, or something like that. I had you know, husband insurance. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, and 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 it's it's it's. I mean, we, we I think we all most of us have a tendency to probably beat ourselves up too much, um, but I think we do need to realize that you know we're always going to fall short. You know, we're never going to be perfect, but we just always just I think have to have this this mindset and be open to. Be open to coaching. Um, re- realize that it's never going to be perfect, but it's 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 about improving. You know, it's about seeing where we can improve better, and and really just I think I think the biggest thing is, is putting forth the effort to get better. Whether you're talking about it being a football player, in your faith life, in your relationships, whatever it is, it's it's not about perfection. It's about direction, and um, you know I, I think I think so often you know for for whatever reason because of our because of our human condition and our brokenness, you know, we, we think that, uh, you know, I, I'm not good enough to, 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 to stand up for my faith or I'm not, I'm not good enough to, to take a stand against this cause or, or, or I'm not good enough to even go to church or I'm not worthy of God's love. And we know that that's all, 
that's just all the work of the devil. And um, and 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 we we just have to understand that yeah, you know, we are human. We're we're very imperfect. Um, and 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 God loves us anyways. God, God loves us in spite of that. He He forgives our sins. Um, we just need to put forth the effort, and He'll take care of the results. Well, Matt, uh, we are unfortunately up against a break, but before we go, I've got a question I've got to ask. 300 grams of protein a day? Honestly, I, I don't even know that's possible. That's what you're you're eating, 300 grams? Were you just going up to cows? I was. I mean, I know, but how? Like physically? You know, we've all got our crosses. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, chicken, there's... beef, cottage cheese, and protein shakes for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? For days. Pizza, burrito, you name it, Man. you name it. Uh, it was a um, that is an incredible life of the life of a lineman is not so bad, you know. <laughs> like hey, yeah. unbelievable. I got order. I got to eat this whole pizza. It's, it's my job. How many calories? <laughs> how many job. calories a day did they have you consuming as a lineman? Uh, you know, people ask that all the time. I wasn't a calorie counter, but I think I, I, when I kind of figured it out, I was around five thousand. Okay. Five thousand three hundred calories. That sounds that sounds low. Yeah, that sounds low. It sounds than I low because yeah. 300 grams of protein seems awfully impressive. All right, Matt, we're way over time. Uh, thank you so much for uh, for joining us today. The book uh, is all pro wisdom: uh, the seven choices that lead to greatness. Uh, Matt, thank you again so much for the work you're doing and for jumping on our show today. My pleasure, guys. Thanks for all the work you're doing too. Awesome, thank you, Matt. Stick around after the short break, and we'll be right back. Friends, what's the one thing you buy that you hope you'll never use? Insurance. That's why you want to make sure you're protected ahead of time. Your family, home, car, and business. Robert Coda and his team at Farm Bureau Financial Services can help make sure you're protected. Welcome back to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. I am Joe Stopulus along with Father Zach Kouchke, and, uh, our first Super Bowl champion. Funny guy. We did it. He is a funny guy. Uh, smart. Guy. Funny could beat both of us up at the same time. There's a lot of attributes you could. So he went say to about. Harvard. Yeah. So he went to. So he went to Harvard and was and was ready to go. He had his job lined up. He was an economics uh, major and had his job lined up on Wall Street. Right. Because he didn't think he was going to be drafted and mm-hmm. then ended up getting drafted in the sixth round. And that's one of the cool parts of the, of the book is he talks about how he had to work for everything because he was always smaller than everybody else, mm-hmm. uh, and so he had to. He had to look to mentors to help him. He had to work outwork everybody uh, because he never thought in a million years that he'd be a Pro Bowl mm-hmm. center in the in the NFL. So the the book has a lot of great stories about that. And then again, the, his faith thing. Similarly, like you know, he he always joked that he never was really into his faith, uh, and so until his wife dragged him along, and now he's standing up and you know telling people about the 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 way that the NFL isn't the end all be all. Uh, another great line from his book, I wish I could have asked him about it, was uh, he talks about how at, when you win a Super Bowl or you win a game, even when you just win a game, but especially with the Super Bowl, the fans are really excited, and then as soon as you're done, it's, all right, let's win the next one. There's never mm-hmm. an ending. So even when right. you win the Super Bowl, you finally think you've reached the mountaintop. And I, I heard a guy at uh, uh, Fellowship for Christian Athletes talk about this, that they've just won the, the uh, NBA Finals, and they're going through the parade. And it's the the mountaintop experience, and then the fans are like, "All right, let's do it again next year." <laughs> and it's like, it "Well, there's ends. got there's got to be something more to life yeah. than this." Yeah, because it's black hole. Yeah. yeah. So, well, uh, Iowa Catholic Radio is listener supported, so please consider making a tax deductible de- donation today at iowacatholicradio.com. And thank you again for joining us today on the Man Up Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. For Father Zach Kowski, I am Joe Stopulus. It's time to man up. 
Man Up, inspiring men to live out their call to holiness with Joe Stopulis and Father Zach Kowski. Heard Mondays at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. Brought to you by Construction Professionals.